Hi, all, and welcome to our podcast, Magnum She Wrote. We think. We think that's what it's called. It's either Magnum She Wrote or Magnum She Podcast. We're not sure yet. We have settled. But right now, welcome. As always, I'm Aaron, and I will mispronounce words and stumble over them like crazy. And who are you, honey? Uh, my name is Cameron, and I will also stumble over words and mispronounce them, I'm sure. Nice. Okay, so normally I save my big announcements for the end of the episode. But I have a big announcement to make, and many of you probably already know this, but the actor John Hillerman, who plays Higgins in Magnum P.I., yeah, he died. He died in 2017, unfortunately, so he will never be on our show, and that actually just really bumps me up. Um, Because even though there's a lot of great characters on Magnum P.I., Higgins was always my favorite, which is why I was sending out that vibe for him to come on our show. He's kind of like a big poo bear. Yeah, I love Higgins, and I I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually really upset mm-hmm. that he died. I mean, I I know it's it's a life it's cycle, it's but life cycle is transient. Yeah, it's but just, it's really we're upsetting. here for a minute, and then yeah, we're thanks, gone. bummer. <laughs> then <Okay>. we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would like to do at some point is scour the internet for an autographed picture of him and put it up in our studio so that he is always with us. I would like to do a séance. Oh, God. <laughs> the answer to that is no. No. That's, that's No, we're not doing this. <laughs> okay. So getting back on track. Isn't that your job, honey? No, it's not really. But <laughs> Yes, it is. But, yeah, this is our first Magnum P.I. episode. Yes. It is called Don't Eat the Snow in Hawaii, Part 1. Yes, snow and being a reference to cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, this is a dramatic departure from yes. Murder, She Wrote. I didn't realize... Completely different. I didn't realize... The tone is I mean, even different. I mean, it sounds stupid, I guess, to right. say it. Like, But yeah, there's... These are wildly different. different shows. <laughs> sure, they're detective shows in their own way, but yeah. they are wildly different. This was like a 12-year-old boy's like... <laughs> I'm going to be a P.I. I'm going to be a P.I. And there's going to be sexy blondes everywhere I go. <laughs> I said P.I. <laughs> I mean, like, what I did I expect? I don't know what I expected, but... It, well, I, I expected it more to be suited for a female demographic. Right. To where you're just focused on, oh, Tom Selleck, he's sexy. He is sexy. But it turns out, I think this is for, like, a man's fantasy. I yeah, think it was a for bit, a male demographic. He's a bit more... Like, I want to be that guy and aggressive. have all these blondes on me. Well, yeah, and see, my my big, aside from the theme song, which is a banger. It's awesome. <laughs> like, like it, just, it, it gets you really pumped up. And it just starts, too. I think, and this is like a nerd, nerd card thing, one of the biggest exposures I've had to Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. is in the original New Mutants by Marvel <laughs> Comics. The, the, the characters were really into Magnum P.I. Interesting. So I guess I thought, like, it, like in every issue, they're like, oh, Magnum P.I. is on. It's like, right. it's like, okay, cool. Like, oh, yeah, Magnum P.I. is really cool. Yeah. And then you, you watch it, and he's less cool and more just, like, kind of weird creep. <laughs> okay. You know, maybe he grows out of it because in the maybe. end of the episode, he starts getting more dignified, I think. And I'll I'll, I'll yeah. show you why I feel that way. Well, and it's a pilot episode, so, and you know, a lot of things happen. Like, Kirk wasn't in the first yeah. Star Trek, so, you know. Yeah, there you go. You, you never know. Like, it's good. This, it's an inauspicious beginning for Yeah, Magna it doesn't PI. really pull you the way Jessica Fletcher pulls it you. It doesn't, and like the whole structure of the show itself was very wonky. Like I had to, a lot of we scenes. had to pause it a few times mm-hmm. for me to be like, wait, what's going on here? Because he narrates it and then gives you flashbacks. He narrates, but he it. doesn't narrate the flashback until no. he breaks the third wall, and you have to hear the nom music. Yeah, yeah, he he, he <laughs> narrates it, and there's like an echo on his narration, yes. like he's monologuing from the cave of wonder. <laughs> I thought he was recording in our studio. And that's why he has that weird echo. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, we're, we're, we have better sound quality <laughs> than his inner monologue. His, his <laughs> head's empty, so it echoes. Maybe. It just rattles around He just rattles around in there. But it was it was really, it was weird. And, like, I didn't know really what they were doing. I think they're trying to do, like, a noir thing with it. Right. Like a very Sam Spade yeah. kind of old school, but it's like it's also in the '80s, so it's very like neon noir. You like hibiscus flowers? You're gonna see a lot of them on shirts. Do you like Do you like Hawaiian shirts? You're in Hawaii. Well, I, I mean, mean, you're gonna wear them. And there's gonna be palm leaves everywhere, inside the house, yeah. outside the house, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So, so it's kind of weird because, and it's like I don't. 
really understand who his voiceover is for because he kind of breaks the fourth wall sometimes but it's not like a Ferris Bueller situation or a Deadpool situation where he like looks at the camera and says hi people he looks at the camera (laughs) and then wags his bushy eyebrows And his, he's just talking, like his voice, I mean, his mind is talking, like he's like mm-hmm. telepathically beaming this into, is that his powers? I don't know. Like, is he a telepath? Wow, I think you're digging way too hard. Well, I don't no, know. No, I think he's a non-survivor, but which makes him doing? a special veteran. So, I'm just saying, in the world of Magnum P.I., <laughs> every so often, Tom Magnum, that's his name. Yes, it's Stops. Stares off into the middle distance, <laughs> wags his eyebrows. And then and then someone off screen always comes in and is like, Magnum, you okay? Are you okay? So he really does get a far away look in his eye when yeah. he does a flashback. Yeah. And he, well, it's not, it, it, I said for, it, like the middle distance, but it's always like a smirky, like it's like a yeah. very smarmy, like, <laughs> like right. look. And it's like, who are you looking at, dude? He's looking at you, kid. <laughs> he's looking at me, kid. That's, that's what he's looking at. So basically, so the show starts off, he's swimming. Yes, and he's currently living in a best-selling author's mansion. I think it's Jessica Fletcher's mansion in Hawaii. Right, even though it's someone named Mr. Masters. Yeah, but that could be a pin name. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It could be. And she keeps, like, German supermodels. Yeah. I couldn't quite quite pinpoint the accent, but it's it's definitely European. Right. I want to say German, but I could be. But Higgins is there, and that is definitely her speed. Higgins? Higgins is her speed. Well, that's a spoiler. Yeah. We'll figure out more yeah. about that later. But yeah, so he's swimming across the water. That's a spoiler for like 40 episodes down the line. It's like next year. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, so he's swimming across this water. He's got a bag over mm-hmm. his tied, like a plastic bag tied to his. Starts off very foot. much James Bond, where, very, you know, Bond has his tux in his bag. Or yeah. no, under his uh, scuba gear. Scuba gear, but same yeah. kind of same idea. Same concept. Um, it's very Bondian, mm-hmm. and he's n- just chatty Cathy the whole time. Just blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you everything. Like, yeah. Yeah, his brain's just a mile a minute. And again, it's not like he's like, okay, I'm sorry, go back to the monologue. It's not like he's writing a diary. It's like he's talking to you, but it's also... But you don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. And, uh, and it's also, it's what the echo makes it seem like it's like, these are his inner thoughts. So it's like he's narrating his own life. Well, don't you do that? I do that. <laughs> not at I'm all. I'm like, you know... Not at all. You know what, audience? <laughs> right now, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Yeah. And I enjoy brushing my teeth because it makes my teeth clean. There you go. And that's what I do when I'm about to brush my teeth. Okay. Is I make sure I talk to the audience in my head, and that's what he's doing. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And then you <laughs> stare up into the middle distance. And I wag my eyebrows. <laughs> like you Groucho <laughs> Mark style wag your eyebrows. So anyway, he, so, he gets, so he gets to the shore, and he, he inner monologues at us, and he says, like, this is the house. Mm-hmm. It's owned by a best-selling author, mm-hmm. which I want to know what that person's writing. Yeah, because it is clearly a lot. It's J.K. Rowling. It's got to be. It's got to be like. It's, it's got to be somebody on Mr. the level of J.K. Rowling. Yeah, and like, what are they writing? I yeah. don't know. It's like so. It's like if J.K. Rowling had a house with German. Supermodels. Supermodels. Which, you know, she probably does. Who should keep some bikinis. Well, you can keep a man in a bikini. You can keep anyone in a bikini. Yeah, you can. <laughs> like, really? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and, and, he, and basically, uh, we learned that Magnum P.I. Should I call him Magnum P.I. or Tom Magnum? It seems weird. Tom Magnum seems so weird to me. You just call him Magnum P.I. Okay. So <laughs> Magnum P.I. <laughs> that is his full Christian He tells name. us that he is living in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, like in the guest house of this like mansion mm-hmm. on the beach in Hawaii, um, in exchange for he like tests the security system. And I don't even know how often he does it. He just because he because yeah. he kind of sets up like this is the first time he's ever even done it. Apparently, if you sell that many books, you can just blow money on whatever PI you. And want. the guy's not even there. The, yeah, the author's not even. So that there. means he must have another mansion somewhere else. He's just does he have another mag? Is there a Magnum PI in like All Idaho? Of his houses? <laughs> he's like that would be great because. Well, maybe maybe Columbo is his magnum in another house or something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. I don't Although, know. I do feel like Jag, maybe? Is, I don't know what Jag is. I mean, I've heard of it, but... Like Jag is like, I think it's Navy. Jag. It's, an, it's either the Navy or the Air Force. Well, it was on for a really long you're time. You're in luck. This is in the Air Force, too. I mean, this <laughs> navy. is the Navy. Navy. But, I mean, uh, also, as we've seen in the last episode of... Um, or the the pilot episode of Murder She Wrote. Mm-hmm. I think Jessica Fletcher is better at like infiltrating she secure really locations. Is. Because first of all, he goes in the middle of the day. 
Well, or no, it's no. bright and early in the morning, I guess. Bright and early in the morning. The models are asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because we get well, a, barely. Apparently, they sleep in bikinis. They sleep, they sleep together? Yes, they do. In this huge mansion, <laughs> they sleep together. So, whoever Not mi- sexually. Whoever they mi- just no, no, sleep no. together. No, mi- Mr. Masters. They're like, they're like besties. Masters, Mr. Masters or whatever his Robin name Masters, is. Robin Masters? It's Robin Masters. Is the author? Yeah. Like he just keeps these. <laughs> he keeps these women. Like, well, they and, are kind of treated like pets. And they have a huge mansion, and we learn like the layout of the grounds. But anyway, mm-hmm. so so Magnum's goal here is to steal the Ferrari. Yes. Like that's his goal. He gets up to the chain link fence. Opens it. <laughs> Does he open it? Yes, he opens Does he just it. Open it. Yeah. Well, he he breaks into it. He picks a lock. Uh, picks he, a lock. he opens it, and then comes back, and then puts on clothes. Why would he do that in that order? Yeah, it's a weird order to do. Well, all he really does is throw on a shirt, too. But it's like, yeah. Yeah, get, but still, wouldn't but if you you're gonna put get, on your shirt before breaking in? Yeah, well, I would. I mean. You don't you don't go free, but then free again, nipple in it. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> when, he wouldn't be able to rub his bullet scar, and we wouldn't be able uh, to see well, that that's he was a good, shot. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because what we, it does start off, I, I suppose, I mean, like, first of all, do you find Magnum P.I. attractive? <laughs> well, honey. <laughs> it's okay. I find him attractive. It's fine. He's a good-looking man. Yes, he's a good-looking man. He's like I guess uh, Tom Selleck was probably about 34, 35 at yeah, this point, probably. but he still looks the same as he looks now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he he looks like a man in his 40s forever. Exactly. He he has nice gams. He has very nice shorts. Mm-hmm. All the hair has migrated, migrated up to his chest and to his face. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. He he picks the lock. Yes. Then he goes and gets his clothes. Then he leans against. The, the the wall, sort yeah, of. Like, like a, fence. And then he, like, rubs his shoulder. So, so we, we can, can see that wound. He we can a, see that scar. And he says something. Because at this point, so he's, like, describing this to what he does. He's, like, mm-hmm. um, like kind of like a security consultant. He's, like, a, a funny thing a man will do for money. And then it shows his bullet wound. Yeah, and I'm, and like. And then we go right into a flashback <laughs> of Nam. And I'm, like, did you go to Nam for money? <laughs> That's, <laughs> like, that's kind of how it, he set that up. Yeah, isn't that how it's like? Yeah. It's like he was for profiting Nam, yeah. and we go to Nam, and it is—I don't know—it looks like a corporate paintball retreat. <laughs> it's not platoon. It's not Apocalypse Now. It's like just like these. It, it's TV dudes. Nam. It's TV Nam. Robert Loja. Just enough to give you background. Robert Loja's in it just enough so you can hear his voice. He, he you know, he's asking for mm-hmm. a helicopter to come. This is not really important at this point, but the, you know, it's just funny. <laughs> and this is why this show so far has been very frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're never re- we try to keep kind of on point on like what's going on in Do episodes. We? I, we try, <laughs> we but fail. I feel, but I feel like so much is being thrown at you mm-hmm. with it that like it's hard to like even like we're about fourteen minutes into this in in the, like the first thirty seconds of the show. Yeah, so it's we like really need to get a move on. Well, we will, but we've said it before. He unlocks the gate. <laughs> yes. He go get he goes gets his clothes. He doesn't put them on right away. He no. rubs his bullet wound. Yeah. Puts on a shirt. That's it though. He leaves his his yeah. little tight tight little trunks little trunks. Yeah. Because those are his underwear. Which are his underwear. You can tell because you can see everything. (laughs) I wasn't looking that hard, but I was. But, like, he's going commando. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you're trunk, so it's whatever. Yeah, you're swimming. And then he sets up this, like, hypersonic tape recorder or something. Yes. Well, it's it's so that the dogs can hear the whistle. Right. There's two dogs, Apollo and Zeus. Yeah, Doberman Pinsers. And and this is where we kind of meet Higgins. Now, Higgins... Mm -hmm. Is another security guy. He's, no, he's not a security. He's the caretaker of the place. He's the caretaker, but he's kind of. But he is military charge, trained. Yes, and he's also in charge of. Basically, he's um, Magnum PI's boss. Yeah. You know, he's the one. He, you could call him the butler. Yeah, he's the. He runs house, the house. He's the house man or something. Yeah, he I think runs I the him. house. So he's basically who Magnum PI is trying to beat. Mm hmm. You know, Magnum's not setting up the security. Higgins is. Yeah. And he's going to break the security that Higgins set up. So right. Higgins is, like, feeding the dogs or whatever, whatever. And, you know, he, Magnum knows he needs to get past the dogs. Turns on this whistle. Turns on this. Like, well, it's like a, it's a weird, like, tape recorder or something. Well, they, they make sure that you hear the whistle. But really, it's a dog whistle. It's like a dog whistle. That only dogs can hear, which is why Higgins was like, what's happening? What? Because he couldn't hear the whistle, obviously. Right. It was just meant for dogs. So... Magnum sneaks in through the gate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lets the dogs run out of the gate, mm-hmm. closes the day, gate, gate behind them. He, he so smart locks talks them out. Yeah, and then he yeah. like trash talks the dogs. He's like, yeah. "Laters!" Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, as you do. <laughs> 
he uh, he goes and he says he has to steal this Ferrari. That's like his first assignment yeah. is to steal Mr. Master's Ferrari. Yes. So he's like picks the lock of the the car. Mm-hmm. He gets inside. The dogs have now gotten have Higgins fun. has yeah. gotten them inside again. They're barking at the door. The two German models are sitting five feet away. And Being he's like, like, do you know his social security you know, number? Yeah, 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 because it turns out Higgins set up a, 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 an alarm on the car right. that's going to like, what's he going to do? I think it locks it, shuts the engine down. It shuts down, it down. It shuts so it down. So you can't steal it. Yeah, so yeah. he's got to figure out this number. and Apparently uh, it's password 123. Yeah, it's like password one two three. It's it's Mr. Masters' phone number. Like Higgins can come up with something yeah. better than that, but he figures that out, takes off. Higgins uh, starts shutting like the automatic gate, and it's one of those like really and, yeah. lame gates that like kind of. Like, Magnum gets through, and one of the dogs nearly doesn't. That <laughs> dog looked like it got hurt. Is brutal. It, I was like, oh my god. Like I keep that. It feels like the take. It feels like the take you wouldn't use. It was like oh. That's oh. animal abuse. Yeah. Like, like that dog like nearly gets its head taken off. It's hard. Yeah. It hits it hard. Yeah. And it's like it comes together, mm-hmm. and like he gets his head stuck from it. And he's fine. The dog's fine. Yeah. yeah, the dog's fine. He but just kind of backs away. Shakes it off. But it is yeah. like I, I, I would be like if I was like direct, I'd be like we should do another take. Yeah. We should hide keep, that keep one. The dogs back. <laughs> it's like let's, let's not let anyone know that happened. <laughs> so he drives like I don't know twenty feet down the road. Yeah. Pulls off to the side of the road, and he gives us a more internal monologue. And then wags his eyebrows at us. But he says, specifically, he says, how did I know it was the phone number? Because he had tried other numbers. He because said, fate wouldn't allow me to lose. Higgins would have won. Yes. And fate wouldn't do that to me. And I'm wondering, <laughs> is he a demigod? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Like, like, why is fate on his side so much? And, and, and Probably fate... because he survived Nam and ended up with tons of medals and it's awards. It's just so cocky. So now he's like, I'm invincible, and yeah, I don't lose. Thinks... But if fate's on his side, does that mean fate is against Higgins? Yes. Man, poor Higgins. I know, poor Higgins. So uh, we come to find out that Magnum's been out of the Navy mm-hmm. for a year. For a year. And As he's talking to the ski guy? Is his name Ski? I feel like his name is Ski. Ski. Yeah, his name is Ski. Is that the, He's the, the security guard? Guy? Yeah, the security guard. Did he? Yeah, I didn't know. His, know his name, name is Ski. I promise okay, that's you. Okay, canon. I saw it on the subtitles and I was like, wait, what? Ski? His name is Ski. Okay. S K I. Ski. So, oh, and, and uh, so basically, Magnum's going to, to a naval base mm-hmm. to pick up his friend. His friend from Nam is coming in. Yeah. Uh, his friend is in the NIA, which is the Navy's version of the CIA. Yes. He has high clearance to Very do whatever he wants to do. Because he whips out his badge, and the guy goes, oh, okay, go Yeah, ahead. like, he has some photocopies mm-hmm. that were in Japanese, and the guy's like, well, I can't read Japanese. What is this? And he's like, flashes a badge, and the guy's like, well, I guess it's okay. Yeah. So uh, so he Magnum gets to the base. He talks to Ski. Ski. <laughs> who gives him crap for driving a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And Magnum says he was running late because yeah. he was doing his job. Yeah. And uh, but he's like, oh, my friend. Uh, well, forgive me because I'm in this Dan, cool car. His friend Dan. Dan Cook. Dan Cook. He'll forgive me because I'm in a Ferrari. It's he'll be cool with it. Mm-hmm. He gets onto the base. By the way, I would just like to point out, I'm remembering names. You're welcome. I've had... It's not just Pink Maleficent anymore. <laughs> well, I kind of like Pink Maleficent though. Well, I don't know what to nickname Ski. Ski. Anyway, anyway, so he gets to like the airport or wherever he's supposed to get to on this base. And right as his friend is going through customs, and like I said, he flashes a badge, gets through without incident, gets out. Oh, you're like going back five minutes. Skip forward, man. Well, no, we need to know that his friend gets out of the uh, gets off the plane. Mm-hmm. Magnum's not quite there, but he is like he's like a second right away. There. He's pulling into the parking lot, yeah. And this other guy comes up to Dan and his lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Dan! Lieutenant Dan. It's Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, and, and, <laughs> and he says, um, Lieutenant Dan, you got to come with us, and we got to go see Captain Cook. No, Cooley. Yeah. Cooley, Captain Cooley. Cooley. Yeah, Cook. I'm sorry, Cooley. Which we'll get into him in a bit. Yeah, we'll get into him in a bit. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. So then he gets in his car with these like, strange dudes. Mm-hmm. Who are dressed up as, like, uh, security personnel. Yeah, like, they, they ensigns, seem official. They seem yeah, they official. Seem official. And um, as they're pulling out, he sees uh, Magnum pull in. He's like, oh, look at the Ferrari that Magnum's in. That's Magnum. He's like, stop. You know, I want to go see my friend. 
no, we can't do that. And he's like, what do you mean you can't do that? And then they, like, twist his finger. They, like, start breaking his fingers. And he, like, passes out. Well, I would imagine if you're breaking a lot of fingers at once, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But he, like, I don't know. He's, like, this, like, NIA. He's, like, this top brass right. Navy SEAL You'd think SEAL he'd be more resilient guy. to pain. Yeah, he just, I mean, like, resistant to pain. He, he just, like... Rumbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so so Magnum gets there. Okay, he's in an airport on a Navy base. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the car. He's still wearing his swim trunks. He's wearing And his, then he puts on his pants. He, then he puts on jeans, jeans over his swim trunks. So he A, he's been driving this Ferrari in wet swim trunks this wet whole time. Wet swim trunks. On leather. Yeah. And then he just like doesn't care that he's driving around with, like clammy <laughs> like under yeah. I'm not trying to be graphic, but You're like You're trying to be graphically gross. But I mean like you who does that? Put on some underwear, my dude. Like I mean like just just put don't put and I like, mean he's going commando anyway. Just take them off and put on just, your jeans. Exactly. Cause I, and I also feel like cuz there'd be damp enough right. that you'd have like a weird wet spot across <laughs> the front of your jeans. Like yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I'm guessing it takes him several hours to get to base. How big is Hawaii? No, I because and out here Hawaii here's is like my an logic. Hour across here is my logic. Because it takes him from day to night to get back home on the return trip. It is pitch black when he arrives back home. Well, and that is. And what point. else had he done? Well, and that's a good point because he goes in, looks for his friend for all of four Two seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in and immediately walks back out. Yeah. He's like, guess Lieutenant Dan didn't make it. Maybe five minutes. Yeah, he's like, Lieutenant Dan ditched me. Yeah. So he takes off and um, he drives away. And then we see Lieutenant Dan uh, getting. Trying his, to get some help, but he's dead. He, yeah, he's getting beaten up. Yeah. The, the two guys who got him. They beat him up in a corner. They punched him once. They threw, like, a briefcase at him. And I don't remember what they said. They were just like, take that, Lieutenant Dan. I I don't think they said anything. Uh, And then uh, Lieutenant Dan reaches up, and we should mention this. He reaches up to another chain link fence. And it shows shows the ring. ring. And And that ring is shown on everybody's hand in the NOM team. Yeah, like, this one team. I feel like they really should. Like, this is, like, platoon, essentially. And they all had, like, the fighting cuttlefish or whatever right. they were and like this is some so, sort of double cross so we see so i'm i'm it, it has something to do with the platoon it's mm-hmm. clear but we yeah. don't really know what at this point so anyway so this is one of those like weird structural things that i have problems with mm-hmm. because like it goes from that scene to a coroner like a morgue mm-hmm. and we find out lieutenant dan's dead yeah like we barely even know what lieutenant dan looks like mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's dead and, and we're like, oh, okay. And, like, he had his fingers probably mm-hmm. broken. He was punched. But we're like, why is he dead? Well, we find out that he swallowed, and I'm going to use that word loosely, 12 packets of cocaine, and they exploded in his body and, of course, boom, death. Yeah, he got punched in the stomachs yeah. by, like, the thugs. Yeah. Uh, the floral thugs. But apparently they didn't put that in the report that he was punched. Right, because Captain Cooley, or... Really hates Lieutenant Dan's dad. Yeah. And is very jealous of them. Lieutenant Dan's... And so the ensign is trying to save face on this. And he's like, well, should we tell... She's like low-rent Billy Zabka. Yeah, should we tell the Admiral Cook, you know, this guy's father, that his son was trying to smuggle in all these drugs. And that's how he died. Cooley really hates Cook, and he feels like the son Cook... Which yeah. is the dead guy? Dan Cook. <laughs> Dan Cook. Ra- Raleigh Cook mm-hmm. is an Raleigh. admiral. Raleigh mm-hmm. Cook is an admiral. Mm-hmm. And Dan Cook was his son. Yes. Cooley, the captain. Captain Colonel? Cooley. Captain Cooley. He's jealous because he had to work his butt off to get his stripes. Right. Whereas he feels that Cook and Magnum were just given their stripes yeah, on they silver were like platter because of nepotism. Yeah, just coddled all the way so through. So he doesn't want to save face for the Navy even on this guy. He's going to land he, Yeah, he wants to revoke all of his military rights and privileges mm-hmm. of death. And what's funny, and like, like I said, Ensign Healy, Bobo, uh, Billy Zabka, yeah. he's even like, can't we kind of make this so it doesn't look so just like sordid? Just dry, uh, died of a drug overdose. And the, and the coroner's like, "Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could totally fudge this. <laughs> no, no problem. I mean, like the cocaine exploded in his stomach, so it was it's an, an accidental overdose. I'm sure he didn't mean to. He do didn't this. mean for the condoms full of coke to explode in his stomach <laughs> and go into his bloodstream and kill him. So, in a way, 
So, From a point of view, oh, thanks, Obi-Wan. Yeah, thanks, Obi-Wan. And, like, Captain Cool is like, nope, we are cutting all ties with this guy. Yeah. Magnum P.I. comes back to his guest house in the yeah. Ferrari. And it's it takes nighttime. him all day. It's at nighttime. The dogs are barking at him, and the, the two German models come up. They're in full bikinis, because that's, like, their, that's their professional that's wear. wear. Yeah, that's what they wear. That's their professional That's what they get paid to suit. wear. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, I guess they're getting paid to, like, I mean, I assume they're getting paid. Well, maybe they're not getting paid. They're getting paid. Well, Magnum's not well, getting paid. Well, they're being kept. I know, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. So anyway, so the, so I guess they just like hang out and go swimming all day, and they and they take, get the dogs off of Magnum PI, and they're like, hey, we're gonna go swimming, and they do make a point because I saw it on the mm-hmm. uh, subtitles to say we're going like nude swimming. Yeah. They're like, do you want to come with us? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I gotta go get my swimsuit, which is a weird thing to say when someone's saying. Yeah. I mean, they're already saying like we're going nude swimming. Yeah. Like you don't have to be like I gotta get my trunks, and they're like. If you want. If you want. And he goes, no, that's okay. He goes, you know what? On second thought, I've changed my mind. And he does not join them at all. Instead, he goes rushing inside his house, gets a beer, Beer. leaves the refrigerator door open because he is so pumped. He is like, again, trying not to be graphic. This is an all-ages podcast. But, like, he is like... He's yeah. pitching a tent, yes, basically, most at this definitely. point. Like, so he goes and gets his beer. He goes and gets binoculars. Then he binocs. calls. Then he calls the dead guy and being like, man, you should have been there for me to pick you up because you have no idea what's happening right now. And, and, it's he's, like, saying, so, and he's saying this And he's saying the, this as he's looking through the binoculars at these naked women who are swimming, who, by the way, invited him to go naked swimming with them. So he could have just gone. So he could have just gone and had a threesome with these gorgeous women. But I mean, instead, let's not, let's not assume a threesome. Oh, let's assume that's what was meant here. <laughs> they were clearly, you know. Well, you know, it being could have been, all naked. It could be platonic. Yeah, nude I doubt swimming. it. Yeah, I there's mean, no such thing. Let's not assume. Oh, that. I'm assuming. But anyway, he gets his beers and binocs, which are like the, <laughs> the, the tools of a creep. The tools of a creep. <laughs> Sits there on his porch with the binoculars, like, drinking a beer, and yeah. then wondering where his buds are, and he's, so that they can watch him, watch them too. I mean, I'm surprised he's not like, I wish I had a third hand. You know, yeah, like, like, it's pretty it's gross. gross. It's really it's gross. gross. It's and, a gross scene. And, Oh, so I just he calls, can't. He calls Lieutenant Dan. Like, it's one thing if you're going skinny dipping with him. Fine, they invited you, man. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, that's dude, awesome. I mean, that's awesome. Have fun. Yeah, you know, have a good time. But, like, no, don't don't perv out and make it seriously creepy and weird. He acts, the way he behaves during the situation mm-hmm. is not how a grown, mature man. Who is handsome. Who is handsome. So he's probably, yeah. like. Who has lots of self-esteem. I have, no, I have yeah. He has lots of self-esteem, he's lots confident, of confidence. He's a confident Hairless legs, hairy-chested man, <laughs> barrel-chested, yeah. lovely mustache. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't feel like Magnum P.I. has trouble meeting women. Yeah, definitely he, not. You know, like, he, he's, he's a good-looking dude. He's yeah. charming. He's fine. Yeah. But the way he's written in this scene is like he's a 12-year-old boy yes. who found pornography in the woods behind their house. <laughs> like, it... it <laughs> he acts so over-the-top, like, oh, my God... I'm yeah. going to see boobies. Like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe it's best that you didn't go down with them because it wasn't going to be a good time for that. Clearly, you're not mature enough to handle you this. You can't handle this situation, my dude. <laughs> like, let's, let's be cool. Let's, let's take it down a notch. Let's yeah. be cool. But anyway, so he calls Lieutenant Dan to tell him, like, yo, I guess you should have been here, bro. So you we can could, ogle boobies. So we could not go down there and we could peep on these, <laughs> peeps on these women. But Lieutenant Dan obviously is dead, so he does the not answer Ensign the phone. It had picked up the phone. Ensign Healy, I think yeah. his name is. Yeah. Sketchy Ensign. I don't trust him. Sketchy Ensign, former LSU quarterback, went from LSU quarterback to Ensign in the Navy, yeah. which is like a weird I think he's transition. an Ensign. I'm pretty sure they He calls him an Ensign. Yeah. yeah, he's an Ensign. Anyway, so something happens and we get another nom flashback. Yeah. Oh, because um, he finds out Cook is dead. He finds out Lieutenant oh, right. Dan is dead. Oh, right. This is how (laughs) terrible this episode. I mean, like, I'm enjoying watching the show. I'm enjoying. You know, I think I think it's gonna get better because I have very fond memories of these. So I don't know if I trust five year old used taste in TV shows. Well, at this time, maybe I was two. (laughs) Walking it back just a little bit. I was two. I don't know. I would I would have gone down wait, with the women. I don't know. Wait, when did when did the Mag, uh, when did Magnum come out? Eighty. 
80. Okay, so I wasn't even born. I was negative two. Negative two. Was negative, negative three. Oh, yeah, I was negative three let's get, years old. Let's make sure we get this right. Okay, I was negative three years old, but it was on for several seasons, yeah. and I remember growing up with it. But that doesn't mean it's great. <laughs> <laughs> let's make this clear right now. I'm sure people have I very think, fond memories of this show. Yes, I'm just sure like I do. Out, I yeah. think when it came out in 1980, I think yeah. the idea, I think there was adult men who in 1980 have been like, wouldn't have even thought of mm-hmm. like, hey, those women invited me down there. They would have been like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, Megan's so cool. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Well, okay. But anyway, so, oh, yeah. So Ensign, what's his, what's his dumb Healy, 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 Healy. Ensign Healy says, oh, yeah, your pal's dead. Magnum? Magnum? Like, like yeah, Magnum's just supposed to process this information. Yeah. He's like, he's looking at naked women and learning that his friend <laughs> is dead. And it's just like his brain exploded. And he goes to a flashback back to Nam. Yes, of them getting shot out, being like, the only reason the team is even alive is because of I'm me. here. Yeah, he, like, literally, they're like, yeah, you can get out of the military, like, right away mm-hmm. or, like, within, like, a year or something. And he's like, no, I'm not going to quit. And they're like, why would you stay in Nam? And that was my question, too. I'm like, yeah. why would you stay in Nam? Because he's saving he, the team. Because he, apparently he does not trust Robert Loja. Neither do I. Yeah, I don't. Well, you don't You don't cast Robert Loja mm-hmm. to be, like, a fun and cuddly guy. Yeah. There, Robert Loja is amazing. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. but he's he, always the bad guy. I'm trying to think of one. He's not in everything, but like there's one in particular I'm trying to think of, and I can I can hear his voice, but <laughs> I, can't, I can't quite place it. But he's not always bad. Yes, he but is. he's usually bad. Yeah, he's usually the bad usually guy. bad guy. Usually and, bad. And uh, yeah, and it's just really cocky of uh, Magnum just to be like, I'm, I'm gonna win Vietnam because <laughs> the only reason why you guys are alive is because I'm here, you losers. <laughs> so it's a weird kind of like he's a team player, but mm-hmm. also very like. Kind of cocky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then they zoom in on the ring again. Yes. And he zooms in on the ring, ring again. And then he has more voiceover. Mm-hmm. And he drives. Again, this like threw me for a loop. He goes to another airport yep. to pick up Alice. And Which is Lieutenant Dan's sister. Lieutenant Dan's sister. Yes. In his monologue, we find out that Magnum's kind of blaming himself for Lieutenant Dan's death. Yeah, because death. he's like, if I had gotten there earlier, he'd be, dude, you were a second away from that guy. Had he spent five seconds less time mm-hmm. talking to Ski at the gate, <laughs> he would have been totally fine. <laughs> Damn it, Ski! If they hadn't just talked about the good old days and mm-hmm. like given us that exposition dump at the guard gate. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan was killed by exposition, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> so, um... He finds out, uh, he meets Alice, Dan's sister, Dan's sister Alice, is Dan's upset. Sister, yes. There you go. That's a mouthful. That was. Dan's sister's Alice. Dan's sister's Alice. <laughs> Dan's sister's Alice. Alice. Is Dan's sister. Is Dan. <laughs> Good. Good. We got it. We, we got, got it. it. Okay. Al- Print. Al- Alice is upset, obviously. Her, obviously. her brother is dead, and the Navy is making it look like he was a smuggler. Yeah, a mule. And, you know, she's giving some background on her and Dan and how, for some reason, when they were nine and four... She was four, he was nine. They flew out to Hawaii... By themselves. By themselves. Because the mom had to fly out earlier to get a house because the right. dad was in, you know... Doing whatever he was, he was in, well, he was a he was an admiral, he was so he was whatever he was doing he was as a doing his job. Yeah, he was doing his job. So they had to fly fourteen hours, and we find out that Dan held, held her, her hand. clammy hand for fourteen for fourteen hours because she was scared. And I'm like, yeah, but why would you send a four year old on a plane? I don't care how competent your nine year old is. Yeah. Why would you do that? I'm so far removed from the <laughs> world of like free range kids. <laughs> I'm okay with. Free range kids. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with like, yeah, send them to Hawaii, whatever. Right. They're fine. They can figure it On out. On the plane by themselves. They're yeah, fine. figure it They're out. Fine. Just make sure they get a good movie. I think it's just completely different parenting eras. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But th- they have a kind of heart to heart talk where she's basically like, I don't believe it. And Magnum's like, well, isn't your father going to fight it? Because your father's, a- he's not an admiral anymore, we find out. He's like a yeah, former. Yeah, but he's so respected. He's got respected. a lot of power. He's so respected. Yeah. He's a very powerful person. Mm-hmm. He could get an investigation going if yeah. he wants to. But we find out they don't want to do that just in case it is true. Yeah. So what they're hoping is that, is that Magnum. Magnum will do it. Mm-hmm. So that way, if it is true, he'll put the kibosh on it. Yeah. If it isn't true, he can expose whatever's going yeah. on. So, yeah, so we find out that. 
Yeah. Well, he goes to this different airbase, too, after he talks to Alice, in order to confront Captain Cooley. He just barges onto the base, mm-hmm. goes into Captain Cooley's, like, weird <laughs> office, <laughs> taupe-walled <laughs> office. And I've been on military bases mm-hmm. before. Not Navy base, maybe. Maybe it's more lax in the Navy. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, man... He just gets right in there with little <laughs> interference. Like, right. I mean, I don't care if you're former Navy. He just like pops open that door and just starts yelling Kyle at this guy. In. We find, and that's when we really do find out that Captain Cooley has like a kind of jealousy thing. Yeah, he he's, hates him. He tells him straight so up. So he's, he's not like, even going to look into it. Yeah, he's like, I spent thirty years trying to get to my mm-hmm. position. You and Dan could have made it in half that time right. because of your connections. Yeah. Because of that, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I'm not going to figure this out. And so Magnum P.I. is like, uh, well, he he was doing something. He was on some mission. And Cooley's like, well, what mission was he on? He's like, I don't know. And he's like, and he gets really yeah, weird. Yeah, he like, gets really... somehow the roles are reversed. He... Magnum, who was once super fire angry, yeah, is now really calm. Yeah. And suddenly Captain Cooley is now on fire. Yeah. You don't it, know. You don't know. How dare you, How Buster? How dare you not know? <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm not in the Navy. I don't, you know, yeah. he's not going to just share this information with me over the phone. He's, yeah. He died before we could see each yeah, other. Yeah, so suddenly the roles are reversed, and Captain Cooley is basically shoving him out the door. It threatens it's, to, like, arrest him if he ever comes. violence, all of it. He says, I'm going to arrest you on yeah. public indecency and all this other stuff. because yeah, if you ever get out. Yeah, get out. And then that's when Magnum P.A. says, like, I don't but care how many. It's, well, wait, no. Much, there is, there's no emotion behind that because at this point he's calm. And he's like, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to take you down. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Because, I felt the emotion now. Did you? I was intimidated. Because it was way more silent. Well, that, that's, why, that's what makes yeah, it more, more intimidating. intimidating yeah. Is because it was way more silent. It was no longer that bust in the doors. Yeah, to get like to that's that bluster. The bluster's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, the bloodlust has dra- uh, drained. He's somewhat. like, he, and he calls his, his stripes, his captain's stripes, scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs because he's an egg sucker? I guess. I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's a know. thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Not very well versed in military matters. No. Well, maybe we'll learn. Maybe, maybe that's what Magnum P.I. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll get from Should we Mag- trust anything on a TV show? <laughs> Everything. Everything. But, like, I feel like Magnum, he basically is like, I'm going to investigate this. And when I find out what happened to Lieutenant Dan, mm-hmm. you're going to lose your job. And, yeah, you know, so, so that's, and then he kind of leaves. Yeah. He waits for LSU Ensign Healy. Healy. I can't believe I'm remembering his I, name. I, I got his name. Yeah, sure. I just wanted to make sure I gave his full, like... I've been remembering names. LS, did you know he went to LSU? I did, because they say it like ten did times. Did you know he was a quarterback? Yes. Because <laughs> you pointed it out like five times during the show. He's an LSU quarterback. He was oh, a quarterback. Okay, okay. Benson Healy, who drives a Corvette. He drives an expensive sports car, too. Oh, and I which should... Which tells me... I think he's a drug runner. And, oh, yeah, and this is weird to me. So Magnum's still driving the Ferrari. So still. apparently, like, once he stole it, yeah. he just feels it like, I have free. His. It yeah. is now my yeah. Ferrari. My Ferrari. Um, for as long as I'm staying in this house. So he just, like, assumes control of the Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Haley, want to get a beer? And uh, Haley's like, yeah, no, I'm a nah. good. He chases him in the Ferrari. Yeah. And, and he's like, let's get a beer. Let's get a beer. And, and like, finally, Haley's like, okay. And it's like, I guess. Um, and so we go to a bar. Mm-hmm. Where they're not drinking, they're drinking in a marina. Yes. Yes. And like you hear voiceovers of them talking, but the camera is focused on another came... couple who are talking. And it's of a woman and a man. And I'm like, wait, where are these voices coming from? Because you don't see Magnum or Healy talking until like 10 seconds into the scene. Right. You yeah. just see that couple just it's, standing it's there hanging weird, out. It's a weird zoom. We went yeah. zooming through this bar. Yeah. You assume he's buying a beer at the bar. But no. But no, they're, they're in the like, marina. They're like a quarter of a mile away in the marina. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, Healy has a glass, so I'm, maybe they got a beer, but then they walked to the... But that marina seemed very confusing, too. They yeah. were winding and... I don't know I what don't was know. going on there. I don't that know. That was a weird scene. It was a really weird scene. And basically, at that point, Magnum's trying to get the investigation report. Because mm-hmm. he wants to see the report. And, and Healy, Healy doesn't want to get on Cooley's bad side. Right. And they're kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Why would... People just waste this cocaine. It's worth a lot of money. Why would you have it burst in Dan's Mm -hmm. stomach? You'd have to be promised or have a lot more money for that to seem like chump change. Yeah. 
and then they kind of try to figure out like what he was doing in Japan, which is where mm-hmm. he was coming back from. And it turns out Cook had just been sending him on like pathetic runs, right. like basically sweeping up manure if there was. Yeah, and he was you just know doing this it. guy is supposedly CIA level. You know he's massive yeah, and he's a massive agent. But Cooley just has him doing nothing jobs. Yeah, Healy's like the reason why I'm not was never anything friends. that was mundane. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. friends with Dan because I could tell that because if I was, Coo- I'd get on Cooley's bad side. I get on Cooley's bad side, so mm-hmm. I kind of kept away from Dan. But then on the other hand, so he has this like weird job where he's like manure sweeper mm-hmm. of the Navy, <laughs> but then he's also like investigating weird stuff in Japan with like top level clearance. Yeah, so something isn't right here. Yeah, so yeah. someone's covering up, and I agree. I think it's probably Healy's not saying. Yeah, something. but I don't think it's Cooley. He's too he's obvious. Too obvious. He's just a jealous, I think little, he's just a hateful jerk. little man. Yeah, he's just a jerk. Yeah. But we do find out that there was a Japanese Zero mm-hmm. that had crashed 30 years ago, which is an odd number to be throwing back it out. Is. Since it took, uh, what's his name, 30 years. Wait, a time period, would that be World War Two? They said it was something to do with Pearl Harbor, so it would be World War Two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah, it probably would have been more like 35 years ago at that point. At that time. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. When the show was filmed. Yeah. But we also know that Cooley has been in the military for 30 years. We get yes. that time. Mm-hmm. So there's a weird kind of... There are of, some coincidences There's happening. a weird coincidence there. And there's like some a Japanese zero had crashed after Pearl Harbor in Japan? Yeah, like, I... Like yeah. It got, so it bombed Pearl Harbor, got all the way back to Japan, and then crashed? I guess. And they found, and and now the U.S. Navy needs to go investigate. I don't know. I don't don't know what's happening. I don't think we're supposed to. We don't know any details. This is all hearsay, rumors, conjecture. Magnum says, "Like, well, if you learn anything, you give me a call." He's like, "Yeah, I won't." Yeah, I probably won't. Yeah. Then they split up, and And those two guys who killed Lieutenant Dan are eating ice cream, wearing hibiscus flower shirts. My my favorite part of that, the one guy who's who's like really going to town on the ice cream cone, has ice cream on his lip, and his buddy like buddy wipes it off, (laughs) which is so weird. Like as a child, yeah, he just like he's like you've got ice cream on you. It's so weird. It's such a weird it's so choice. Weird. I don't know. I don't know if that was like. I don't know if that was in the script. I don't know if those two actors just thought it would be a fun detail. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, it was fun for us. It was fun for so me. So buku to them. So yeah, you got these two thugs in like floral shirts eating ice cream, wiping each other's mouths yes. off. They get in this like really crappy like. Lincoln. Oh, man, it is falling apart. It's like a town car. For supposed, like, assassins, they make zero dollars. They make no money. I don't know what they're getting out of it. I don't either, because they've killed a lot of people, and they have nothing to show for it, (laughs) other than those bright, bright shirts. Yeah, those bright, bright shirts. Maybe those shirts are really expensive. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're, like, 5,000 a head. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never bought one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was like really pricey ice cream they got. <laughs> so uh, Magnum takes off in his $60,000 Ferrari, we find out, which it, I guess huh. it, it's... Well, it's, yeah, in 1980, 60000 would be a lot. Yeah, but it's Because like, I think houses at the time cost fifteen. dollars Yeah, it's like nothing. So, I mean, like, I mean, like of course, inflation and all that. But yeah. like he said 60000 I'm like, oh, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a Kia for half that. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. so he's taking off in a $60,000 Ferrari. These guys. The entire chase, thing. by the way, I was scared to death about getting a scratch on that car. Right, because it's not his car. It is not his car. It is not his car. It's his author. The entire time. So Mr. I wasn't Masters even listening. Car. I wasn't even listening to his narration. Well, there his wasn't voiceover. much going on. Because I was but, like, oh my God, that car's going to get hit. It's weird because. The way it's filmed, mm-hmm. it's a lot of aerial shots on, like, an empty highway. Yeah. So you get no real sense of, like, how fast he's traveling. Right. I think he's going 40. He looks like he's going 40. <laughs> he's like, it's like if you were on, like, an empty road yeah. and you were in no particular hurry, that's how fast he's traveling in his yeah. Ferrari. And, like, these people are following him. You said that he pegged them pretty early. I thought he did, but apparently not. He does not act like he not is being at followed. All. So, like, because they were right on his tail from the get-go, and then he, he kind of loses them. And so I was like, oh, he, so Because they don't he turn did. their headlights in a tunnel. They don't... They forget that the, was the first time that he realized he might have been followed. And I was like, oh, wait he, a second. Yeah, he gets out of the tunnel, and he's like, well, these jokers following me. It's like, oh, well, you weren't really... You were driving very reasonably. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were not driving like you were being yeah. chased. And then he kind of is like, oh, 
I'm driving a Ferrari. So I should probably not go very I, fast I could because outmatch them I don't want to nick my, this car. With my speed. So he like takes off. But he doesn't take off because they keep up. And there's like, it's not that it's crowded. He well, just, they like, don't really keep up because their gas tank keeps leaking. <laughs> it sloshes out the it side like a like hose. A, yeah, like a full bucket. Yeah. If you had a full bucket of water and we're like <laughs> running around and it just like. It just comes spewing out of the gas tank. Yeah, like there, like how I was full like, was how that gas is tank? this car moving? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. And they show that at least three times during this car chase. And then what happened? So the, And then, of course, because there's gas everywhere, they, it explodes. They explode. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they fall off a cliff. Yeah. They roll down. One of the guys jumps out somehow. Well, we don't find that. That's... No, no. I I, oh, I saw, saw him jumping out. Oh, yeah, because remember when it happened, I go, why is he jumping out? Oh, wow. Good for him. And this was before they hit the guardrail. And this is the guy. You know what? This is his reward for cleaning his friend's mouth. <laughs> this is God's live. reward. He he was a good person. There you go, assassin. You can live. <laughs> yeah, you can live. So Magnum kind of parks there. He's like, oh. Those people died. Oh, those people died. Well, I'm out. I'm not going <laughs> to stick around. So total hit and run. He's just like, I'm going to go. And I like I mean, how, I like the voiceover, how he was like, I'm not scared or anything. I just don't want to deal with the cops. Yeah. Okay, sure. If Jessica Fletcher were there, she would wait. Right. And she would make sure the cops knew exactly what was happening. Yeah, and then he, he's like, I wasn't scared. Well, it's good. I drove 35 the whole way home. I'm like, well, that's terrible. Yeah, that well, well, you're really scared. Yeah, you're really, you're really scared. scared. So he just, like, left those people. And that, granted, they were shooting at him with a machine gun. Yeah. But, but I mean, he like, didn't even bother trying to find, like, hints or clues. Clues. Or... Like, yeah, you would think, like, like he didn't why do are any these, investigating. Why are these For people a following? private investigator, he did zero investigating. It's part, Jessica Fletcher <laughs> would have been all over that. All over. Her first question, why are these people chasing me? Yes, who are these people? Thank God they blew up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can find some kind of information. Now let me charm. Plate. Let me charm this captain. Yeah. And he'll he'll help out. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like there's just like no. He just is like, nah. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm gone. I'm gonna um, go back to my house and then have a discussion with Higgins. But yeah, then the, but then the other bad guy rises like the phoenix out of the, out of the ashes, ashes. Mm-hmm. and we and he and so we know one of the bad guys well it, you know is it's pronounced finicus in greek okay phoenix is pronounced finicus nice. in greek you, yeah. you're not gonna get that no started no i'm not but you no. know what was interesting though the, the, the bad guy seemed really tore up that his ice cream pal well if you're wiping ice cream off your pal's you guys face, have a close relationship you guys are close yeah you've killed people together that makes yeah. you bonded for life Magnum comes home. It's nighttime again. It's like wherever you go in it Hawaii. It takes 10 hours to get anywhere in and Hawaii. And he keeps telling, it's like the the Pali or something. He keeps telling us the highway, like I know yeah. the highways I almost Hawaii. got run off like, the Pali. Yeah, the Pali. Uh, and I was like, okay. And, and he gets home and the dogs aren't there, which he thinks is weird. Yeah. And Higgins isn't around. Yeah. And he goes into his guest room and right there, Higgins, Apollo, and Zeus are just mm-hmm. standing there waiting for him. And, and then they have a nice bonding moment because he told Robin Masters that security was airtight. Airtight. That only Magnum would be able to break into I mean, he doesn't even say that part. No. Higgins is like, why did you say it was airtight? And he's like, I think it's airtight. Just except not for, for me. me. Like, I'm... But then again, he saves military men's lives. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, so... <laughs> it's nice to see that kind Fate of confidence. Fate is on his side. I like the confidence. I feel like Jessica Fletcher also has a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. but she's more tempered with modesty. Yes. Where he's more has more of a swagger. Like you wouldn't and hear it, her saying practically perfect in every way. Yeah. But he would. Here's a funny thing. Huh. Okay, so Jessica Fletcher, we were saying, you almost want to be her friend, but in real life you wouldn't want to be her friend. Right, right. Because she'd be such a busybody. I think he's almost the opposite. Mm. His 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 brashness makes his... him like turns you off of who he is. Yeah. But if you're his boy, he's gonna stay in Vietnam yes. to save you. Yeah, exactly. So that's loyalty. That's um, yeah. you know. So if you can get on Magnum's oh, side, but why would you? But want why to? would you want to? Yeah. He's so slimy and creepy. Like right now, he's really creepy, and I'm hoping that changes somewhat because this is the pilot, and sometimes CBS on their shows they they make him obnoxiously sexy. Right, right, right. You know, at first. And then it kind of downplays and it gets better, you know, but. Yeah. Like, I'm sure in Diagnosis Murder, there's, like, a sexy nurse or something. Yeah. So, anyway, Higgins says, like, why'd you do that? Basically, it's just to be cool. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, let's look. And so then they split the property like a 1950s sitcom. Yeah. Just divvy out the... the Apparently where... Magnum gets to keep the car. So that is his car. Oh, now. did he take the car? Yeah. He so he gave him the, the car, car in the guest house. Mm-hmm. And Higgins gets the tennis courts and the stables. And the big main house. And um, the the lagoon or whatever yeah. they have. They, they have a name for it. The Moonlight Bay where the women <laughs> go swimming. Like they call that... That's a DMZ zone. So it's kind of shared property. Yeah. Or, so they can both, you know, ogle women. So they can both like like hang out, drink... Higgins is too dignified. For that. I think Higgins is too dignified. He's too classy. For he's that. too classy. He's too classy for that. But he does. He does take care of them very well because mm-hmm. he, he leaves. He's like, I have to. We have guests. I have to take care of. Yeah. So, which is really nice. He he's, mm-hmm. he. Magnum PI is more of a dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. but Higgins is like, I have a job to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of these guests as they are staying here. Mm-hmm. Oh oh, and in, in that exchange. Uh, Higgins says, I wish you were more like your sister. Yes. And that stumped me because I was like, how does he know Magnum's sister? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, I was just like, wait, wait, don't move forward. Don't move it forward. Was, it was Tell bad. me what just happened here. And yeah, we find out what's going on there. But like, literally the writing is, for me, is kind of bad there because mm-hmm. it took me out of whatever was going on. So I'm yeah. like, who is Magnum's sister? Why yeah. would Higgins know Magnum's sister? Yeah. Like, Let's go back what to type this of conversation. Per- what type of person is Magnum's sister? Mm-hmm. Because... And I guess it's good acting on Tom Selleck's part. He makes no indication of, like, nothing, like, he's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you don't get, like, oh, this is a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, huh? Makes you wonder if she's dead. Yeah, like, well, no, he doesn't have a sister. That's the thing. He doesn't have a sister. Wait, what? Yeah. Alice, pretend. Now I get it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my yes. God, I just put two and two together. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it took me a bit wow. too, but like, but she says it at some point. Wow. But, but even that's before, why he kept calling her sis. I thought he was yes. calling. I thought he was calling her sis because people she don't know was, what we're talking about. But yes, because <laughs> she was Lieutenant Dan's sister. Yeah, no, he was doing it because of that. Oh he's being my a, he's god! Kind of a jerk. Okay, but, well, but, bring but people the, up to speed on what's happening here. Okay, well, that's the. I thing. thought it was a legit sister. But that, yeah, the, I did too at first. But that's why I don't like the writing of that scene yeah. because it threw up this kind of mystery mm-hmm. in my brain anyway. Yeah. That I have like I, everything else stopped for a minute because I'm like. Why is his sister significant, and mm-hmm. why would Higgins know who his sister is? Yeah. And there's nothing in the scene to play that is anything other than what is being told. It's, it's mm-hmm. There seems to be no subtext there, so it's like, what's going on here? Exactly. Like, why? We've never heard of this person yeah. before. But instead of investigating that, yeah. he <laughs> instead calls Rick's place. Yes. Rick is... <laughs> he's 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 disco Larry Rick. Minetti, I think is the actor's name, or Larry. It's, it's, it's oh, you actually knew the actor, honey. I looked at names. Oh, okay. Now whether or not they're gonna stick in my head, that's a different. Oh, story. is he in the credits? Yes. Oh, because he has a weird like helmet hair going on. Yes. That, like, I didn't really. He's uh, in the credits. He's the blonde guy. He's Rick. Yes. Okay. And he wears the gold chain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he runs a. He's a disco informant. He's yeah. got disco Casablanca going on. Yeah. Magnum calls him up to be like, I was in the car chase today. What can you tell me? Yeah, who are these guys chasing me? <laughs> Maybe I should have gotten his license plate. I didn't bother. Maybe so, I should have looked for a wallet. Did not care. And then Rick goes, are they dead? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes it easy. Next question. Yeah. I was like, like wait, how, what? What's going on here? Yeah. Who are you? And I guess Rick is another non-buddy. Yeah, he's another non-body. He flies the helicopter with TC. TC's going to be coming in soon, too. Right. We we just get teased with TC. Yeah. We get teased. teased. (laughs) Teased. But we find out. And then he asks him about the drugs. Mm -hmm. And they're still kind of waffling around. And so then he's like, well, the only big drug dealer who would consider 12 condom bags of cocaine chump change is Snow White, the greatest drug dealing name ever, <laughs> unless good, good unless you're being interviewed by cops, because then it's like, why do they call you Snow White, sir? Oh, because I'm pale and pretty. <laughs> you know, no, you're dealing coke. I have lips like... <laughs> and hair black as night. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's a drug dealer. Snow White, come on. Best drug dealing name ever, but doesn't really allow you to go incog. <laughs> oh, he just really likes that movie. He loves that. <laughs> and he was—he liked that movie so much. He's like, I guess I gotta get drug dealing. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what? I don't. Even, I'm. We're making assumptions. I don't know if Snow White's a man or a woman. To be quite honest, I don't with either. 
I think I think it's a man though. There weren't too I'm many assuming, women drug dealers back in the day. It's a very I mean there was show. there was though. There was a big time drug dealing woman in Florida, and I want to say it was in the seventies. Yeah. she was big. Yeah, and I don't yeah. remember her name though. Yeah, I know it's not Snow White though. No, it's not. So Snow she White. she failed there. Yeah, she failed. We would remember who she was if she had a good name. <laughs> yes, and she did. That's where that's, that's where she failed. Get a good name. Get a good drug dealing name. What would your drug dealing name be? Um, well, my, I don't have a drug dealing name because I do not partake, but, um, and so I've never thought of it, right. but, um, my super villain name is Dr. Alexander Payne. Wow. You're Dr. Payne. I bring the pain. <laughs> I bring it good. That, that, and, and my rap name is Ski Ball. <laughs> oh, Ski! He makes yeah. another appearance in the yeah. show. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's cute. almost like I planned for that, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he gets on the phone with Rick, doesn't really learn anything. No. Then he goes into a bedroom, mm-hmm. finds a, a suitcase opened. Yes, with some pulled, women's clothes. With some women's clothes. The shower's going, and the door was open to the bathroom, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. He just walks Barges, in. Barges, right. Well, now, this is his guest house. Now, yeah, and on the one hand, it, it, it is very skeezy the way he does it, but I'm like, on the other hand, I'm like, well, if I go into my house and, you know, right. somebody was shower, using my shower, I think I don't care if it's a man or a woman at that mm-hmm. point. I'm going to be like, what are you doing in yeah, my shower? exactly. But, I, but the problem with that, so that was, I was on his side, but then I realized, he knew who it was. Yeah, he knew who it was. So it he was, went and took a quick peek because he is a peeping Tom. And yeah. I'm impressed he didn't have binoculars. Yeah, he should have had them. <laughs> <laughs> it's his tool. It's his creep tool. It's his creep tool. <laughs> he needed a beard and binocs. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, yeah, he, like, he walks into the bathroom knowing that. It's per- Lieutenant Dan's sister, Alice. Lieutenant Alice, Lieutenant Dan's sister. Yes. And um, he peeks over the thing. Mm-hmm. And like, and she screams, and yeah. I'm like, "Well, what did you expect?" I mean, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. It's not her fault, but I mean, like, you're showering in his place. You could have like been like, like I feel like she should have come out and been like, "Hey, bro," mm. you know, when Higgins was there, right. and that would have kind of been like, okay. But she just went and took a shower, and like, all the time he was on the phone too. Yeah, and he, and like I said, he knew she was probably yeah. there at that oh, point, yeah. and he just like. I'll deal with that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. I got to call Rick first. I got to call Rick first. <laughs> got to call his d- disco. I, I want to wait until my sister, in quotes, is in the shower. Yeah. So, so I can really creep this out. Yeah. So he like, so he like looks over and then she screams and then he's all mad. And he's like, I thought you were going back to Idaho or wherever they live. Right. She's like, no, because the only person on this island who wants to know what happened with my brother besides you is me. Yeah. Like, so I'm staying here. So I'm staying here. I told Higgins I was your sister, mm-hmm. so he would let me in. And then... And then he mentions, well, who's going to sleep on the couch? Okay. And he gets really close and up on her, and she's kind of into it. She's actually definitely into it. She's into it. And then he throws her down and is like, thanks, sis, sis. And, and walks out. I want, and I was like... I wanted to talk to you about this, but yes. Well, now, you see, I enjoyed that, and here's why. Yeah, that's Lieutenant Dan's sister, MFR. Get off there. Like, you're crossing a bound, right, a boundary. Right. Whoa. You know, you're, you're not supposed to mess well, with no, your best bud's sister. No, but I, more of my point was, like, the way Selleck. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Selleck. Mr. Selleck. Acts that scene is, like, he really gets up in her, and he's like, Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to sleep on the couch? Right. And then she, she pauses. Like, you can see her, like, uh. Right. And, like, and she's into it. Yeah, like, she's she, into she's it. She's into it. And I'm like. How would you respond in that situation? <laughs> well, I'm not single. Well, um, well, if I were single and my brother had just died and, and this Tom guy Selleck. is investigating, and it's Tom, it's Tom Selleck. And it's Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck is investigating. I've known him all my life, apparently. Yeah, and they've known each other all their lives. He's kind of handsome. I guess I'd be into it. You'd be into it. I guess so. Okay. I mean, in it, her it, shoes. It came, it came out because, like, don't deny when he said it. You were she, like you were like ew. Yeah, I you was like gross. ew. I said gross because I thought you're crossing a boundary. You don't mess with your best bud sister. Yeah, like ever. Yeah, and he just throws her down on the bed in the towel, and he's like, "Whatever, sis." Yeah, and walks and off. He, and he walks off to go have a Vietnam flashback because that's what you do. Because <laughs> that's what you do. 
<laughs> and then she comes in after the flashback. It's like, Magnum? Magnum, are you okay? And yeah. it's like, oh, wait, I've got to come back for my flashback. And you know flashback's coming because the wind chimes start going. Yeah, the, the gnaw music like, starts. Which are wind chimes. Which are wind chimes. And we find, this is where we finally, finally meet TC. And we see Rick in the back of the airplane. And we airplane. see Rick in the uh, helicopter. Whatever. Whatever. And uh, it, it turns out TC was late mm-hmm. getting to where they needed to be, and now they're being attacked. They're kind of hunkered down, yeah. and they're trying to like find each other. Mm-hmm. That's where it ends. And that's it. That's it. He's that's like, he's like, let off a flare, yeah. And he, he, he has a river, mm-hmm. five hundred meters. Let off a smoke pick. bomb, and we're gonna just hightail it it's to the a river. Bright pink flare mm-hmm. that they trapes through, and mm-hmm. that, and it literally like it goes back to present day. Mm-hmm. Alice is like, what'd she say? And she's like, Magnum, are you okay? And it shows uh, her shows brother's the ring. ring Shows the ring. Because he's ring. looking through all of, uh, he's looking through all of uh, Lieutenant Dan's stuff. Lieutenant Dan's stuff. And he also, mm-hmm. should also mention, mm-hmm. there's something missing from there. There's some Japanese papers that aren't yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same Japanese papers that was, he was held up with at customs Yeah, exactly. With. But we don't know that yeah. yet. And yeah. then it's to be continued. And then we have... Exactly. So... <laughs> nice. That's great. We should just have you, you know, beatbox the interest. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, nice. Um, so, for me, they didn't really establish the character like they did with Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher, like I said, both of these are two-part mm-hmm. pilots. Yes. Which is like an hour and a half long, probably mm-hmm. with commercials at the time. It was probably two-hour two, movies. Yeah. And I would say with Jessica Fletcher, they spent a good half an hour mm-hmm. of it just establishing her world. Yes. How she came to be. Mm-hmm. With, you knew so much about her by in the time, like 35 minutes. Yeah, like the mystery, the murder doesn't happen until well into well the into first it. episode. Yeah. Uh, it's like the last probably 15 minutes of the first episode. This one, it's just like, hey, here's all you need to know about him. He's cocky, he's a pervert, and let's move on. Yeah, and, well, and then, like, whenever they wanted to add something to it, they would throw, like, a nom flashback right. in there. Everything, there was no, like, the editing, I think. Mm-hmm. I had a problem. There's no real transition from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. We go from one place to another so jarringly Yeah. that I was, like I said, I had to constantly... We had to constantly pause it mm-hmm. because I was like, wait, I had to kind of like re-establish where we were in, exactly. in the world and what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, and then on top of that, you have a mystery, which, I mean, and to be honest with you, it's not a very compelling mystery at Not really. I'm not into it. Like, I'm not really, like, I guess the difference is, like, with Jessica Fletcher, like, even with Grady, mm-hmm. little loser Gr- Grady. <laughs> Aww, Grady. Like, if something happened, well, something does happen to Grady. He gets yeah. sl- framed for murder. And yeah. we're upset. It's a big deal. Because they took the time to establish mm-hmm. Grady and her relationship at least to yeah. enough of a degree that, like, I gave a crap. Yeah. And this, like I said, Lieutenant Dan is dead mm-hmm. in the morgue. And I think the first time I watched it, I didn't even realize it was the same guy. I didn't know it was the same guy the first time I watched yeah, it. Yeah, like, it just go. it literally goes from him being beaten up, alive. Yeah. To whole, dead. To dead. So, like, <laughs> fully dead on a, a you yeah. know, and, like. And apparently he wasn't beaten to death. No, no, no. He was punched He dies once. of a drug overdose. Well, he was punched enough, yeah. in his, and that's what they know. But nobody seems to mention his broken fingers. No one mentions anything. No. Like, nobody mentions anything. Yeah, it seems weird that they don't mention his yeah. broken fingers. Like, like, like he was clearly like beat they're try- up. They're trying to blame the fact that basically, like he fell and <laughs> hit his stomach. Yeah. And, and like the, I don't know if they're condoms, but they're like, <laughs> but I like think they are the condoms. Coke, Coke condoms burst in yeah. his stomach and he died in this alley right next to like the airport. Yeah. And the on the makes naval base. No it sense. makes no sense. No. And but again, I don't know his relationship with him well enough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's classic tell don't show like right. or show don't tell like it's telling us like. I like this guy, but we never really feel like he cares about Dan. He's just really a plot device. Right. I think I would have liked the show to start off maybe like a cold open in Vietnam. Right. Just do the Vietnam stuff at the at the front. Right. And then and then kind of bring it to present day. Mm-hmm. I'm out of the army now. That was my remember that guy that we had right. all these great combos with. He was my buddy. And now he's dead, mm-hmm. and now we proceed with everything else. Yeah, but then you want to get the fun intro of him stealing the car. I think, yeah. Well, that's what it is. It yeah. was. It was. They sacrificed that because, like, because again, the Vietnam stuff isn't 
terribly There's just a lot of information here that I feel like was crammed into this first episode. Yeah, like the the Vietnam stuff is really confusing and kind of like, who are these people? I just know Robert Loggia is here, Mm -hmm. a few other guys, Lieutenant Dan, and Magnum. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I, so you're right. The the show benefits, like, it has a a good opening. Mm -hmm. Like, it does kind of like, oh, who's this guy? What's he doing? And like, but like, emotionally, it never really captures anything and like and magnum doesn't help with that Mm -hmm. because he's either being cocky Mm -hmm. the kind of a creep oh yeah or like really aggressive like he's like in someone's face like yelling at them Mm -hmm. like yelling at them definitely you know we'll see how it goes i mean it was a popular show and i'm sure and like spoiler alert we have seen the at least the murder she wrote half of the um Mm -hmm. crossover that they do in three seasons so like it seemed a little bit better but then again it was being filmed for the Murder, She Wrote audience, yeah. not necessarily the Magnum P.I. audience. Which I think are two completely different audiences. But that's why we combined them for but, this podcast. Because we want both of you. <laughs> because we figured yeah. it would work. Okay, I don't know. so if you don't know where to find Magnum P.I. Uh, season one, it's free on Tubi. You'll have to watch it with Is it Tubi or Tubby? I'm going to go Tubi because it's a tube. Okay. You okay, know, yeah. Like, like, like YouTube. <laughs> Tubi. Or Tub I. Tub I. But yeah, the first season is on Tub I. I think you, if you have uh, CBS All Access, yeah, all, all the seasons are on there. Yeah. Just season Murder, one. Murder, She Wrote is free on Amazon Prime. First five seasons. First five seasons, anyway. Uh, that's a good that's a good call out, actually. Yeah. If everyone wants to follow along and know exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes we forget dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's we, it was like, oh yeah, it was Baxendale. Oh yeah, it was Baxendale. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but uh, thank you for letting us uh, mm-hmm. talk to you about this stuff. This one went on for longer than our other episodes. I just want you to know, I'm trying desperately to make this 15 to 20 minutes. 15 minute podcast. <laughs> that's how long it should be. You know what we should do? A 15 minute podcast, just something that people can listen to in their cars, just really quick. That's uh, all I wanted to do. That's it. <laughs> this is over an hour long. It's not our fault <laughs> that these shows have a lot to talk about. To talk about. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot to talk about. This is like our very own book club. Right. Where we read a book and we talk about it and drink wine. Exactly. Except I don't have any wine. I don't have any wine. And, and that's on you. That's probably that my fault. That is your fault. That's probably. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Snow White. <laughs> oh, I don't want I don't want anything from Snow you White. What are other Disney character names that could be drug dealer names? Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that's a good one. That could be like someone. Uh, how about mm-hmm. like um like like a morphine kind of yeah. like opium. That would be a heroin. great serial killer name. Sleeping Who Beauty. Who goes around killing people I'm with morphine? Bet, I bet you someone's done that. Yeah, really? Hmm. That'd be great. I guess a genie. Like uh, like. <laughs> who's your boss? The genie. <laughs> is he a dream genie? Dream genie. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any other good ones? I don't know. I mean, Cinderella? No. No. Mowgli? Mowgli? No. <laughs> Baloo. The Great Baloo. The Great Baloo. <laughs> they call me the Great Baloo. Yeah, Snow White is top, though. That's, I think that's Snow a great White's a good one. Name. We'll come up with other yeah. ones. This is going on way too long. Say I love you and let's get out of here. <laughs> Come on, do it, man. Hold on, I got it. I want it to be sincere. Come on, feel it. Feel it. Who gets to sleep on the couch? (laughs) Oh, God. We love you. We love you. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.